The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Mark Amtower of Amtower and Company, which is entirely responsible for its content. This is Amtower Off Center, sponsored by General Dynamics Information Technology. Every week, author, speaker, consultant Mark Amtower gives you his take on what's going on in the world of government contracting. Amtower Off Center with your host, Mark Amtower. Welcome to Amtower Off Center on federalnewsradio.com and 1500 AM. I'm Mark Amtower. This is a small biz slash AFCEA show. So I'm here with Katie Helwig, who is the AFCEA Director of Small Business Programs, and Eric Strauss, Director of Business Development at Connected Logistics and an extremely active AFCEA member. Both. Welcome. Glad to have you. Glad to be here. Katie, start us off. Give us a little background on on you, please, because you have uh, an an interesting history. Yeah, history meaning I'm old. No. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I grew up in Massachusetts, uh, psych degree, MBA degree, uh, met this uh, Air Force officer and decided to spend the next 20 years as an Air Force spouse uh, going around the world and supporting the mission. Uh, once he retired, we relocated here in Virginia, and the kids were at an age where it was time to start uh, and go back to work full time, and found a place um, at FCA to be part of their small business programs. And we started small, and it's been three years now, and we're growing it uh, and making FCA small business part of the uh, overall brand. Cool. And how did well, give me your background first. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm uh, originally from Minneapolis, Minnesota, and uh, Small World Connection. Uh, first job out of college was with Hubbard Broadcasting. Uh, so, so so when I when I walk in here this morning and I see the Hubbard sign, I had no idea that Hubbard uh, owned uh, Federal Hubbard, Radio. Hubbard's owned this for three or four years now, I guess. Yeah. So so, uh, so back in 1995, uh, my first job after University of Minnesota was uh, with U.S. Satellite Broadcasting, later uh, bought by DirecTV. But uh, great great seeing a uh, Hubbard connection out here. And uh, after a short while with USSB, I uh, decided I really wanted to start my own business. My major uh, was small business and entrepreneurship at the University of Minnesota. And I went off and uh, started a small chain of juice and smoothie shops called the Crazy Carrot Juice Bar. So did that for a couple of years, and then uh, late 1990s decided uh, I was ready for some consulting. I started my second company, a company called Entrepreneurs for Hire, and did that for a few years, and then really figured I needed to and wanted to work on larger projects, larger opportunities than what I could do on my own. And that brought me out uh, to Northern Virginia and the Washington, D.C. area, where I joined IBM uh, Public Sector Practice, uh, Global Business Consulting, in 2004. Spent seven years at IBM, and then for the last uh, six years, almost six years, have been at Connected Logistics. Cool. And what do you do for Connected Logistics? So I am Director of Business Development, and my role is uh, growth, um, focused on recompetes and uh, new opportunities, net new, uh, white space, uh, really looking at what we can do to grow the company and certainly uh, in that, uh, help help the soldier, help the warfighter. Uh, we connect logistics, service disabled, veteran owned small business. Uh, been around for 11 years, and all of our work uh, right now and historically has been in the Army and DLA, Defense Logistics Agency. Okay. 
I have a philosophy uh, that says if I uh, if I want to belong to something, I really have to get involved. So as a consequence, I've only been involved as a member in a, really a handful of organizations since I started my business in 85. And although I've been a fan of AFCEA for years, it wasn't until last year that I actually joined. But that didn't stop you guys from inviting me to speak several times. <laughs> but let me set the, the groundwork here by saying about four or five years ago, I was consulting with a small company in California. They wanted to do more DOD work, particularly more Navy work. And they were in Southern Cal. And we were brainstorming on the phone one day. And I said, well, where do you network? And they said, well, you know, what kind of networking, you know, coffee, you know, hand out business cards. And I said, you know, no, things like AFCIA. And he goes, what's AFCIA? And I said, are you online right now? So we went to AFCIA.org. We found the chapters page, clicked on San Diego. And this guy wanted to meet some very specific people from companies. And three of the people were on the website for San Diego's AFCIA chapter as members of the uh, director's committee, something like that. But their contact information, their name, their company was there. And I said, well, here's a thought. You might want to join the local AFCIA chapter and network. Mm -hmm. So he did. I've had occasion to speak with him in the last several months. He is still actively involved, and it hit pay dirt, not immediately, but he got in front of all the people that he needed to get in, in front of and got on a couple of the contracts as a result. So it can be that easy, but you have to put yourself out there. And you don't just join, you participate. So that's a long buildup. But Eric, when did you first get involved in FCNY? I mean, did you go there to sell carrot juice? Yeah, <laughs> uh, great, great question. Uh, and, and just to dispel the myth um, that, that you started uh, with, the, with the vignette there, uh, that, that was really my concern too is, I'm so busy at work, you know, I, I don't want to get sucked into something that's going to take too much time away from work. And what I realized over about a 10-year period, um, going back to when I when I first started attending FC events, was that it's all about being in the right place, the right time, and you don't need to be heavily involved in any one week or month or even year. Uh, there have certainly, over the last 10 years, there have been times uh, when I've been extremely active, very involved, very busy, and other times uh, when it, it's been much different. So I, I first started attending events at a couple of FCA chapters, uh, FCA uh, DC, the Washington DC chapter, FCA Belvoir, certainly where I've been most active, and then also um, FCA Nova. And, and that goes back about 10 years. And, and what I realized was it was a great way to meet people, a great way to see some of our competitors, some of our teammates, what they're doing, uh, who they're talking to, how they're working. And then fast forward to two and a half years ago, I was talking to Alvy Johnson. And Alvy has been extremely involved for the last uh, 12 plus years in the FCA Belvoir chapter. And uh, I set up uh, some time to meet with Alvy and talk to him uh, about um, his experience and how he got involved in FCA. And, and he really sold me without any kind of a sales pitch on um, how important FCA had been to his career how he got started in FCA. And that ultimately led to a discussion I had with Bill Jones. Uh, Bill is the president of the FCA Belvoir chapter. And uh, Bill and I talked uh, two years ago about me uh, getting involved, more involved in the FCA Belvoir chapter. And then that, that led to 
uh, a lot of involvement over the last two years. Has it raised your visibility to the point where it's easier for you to get appointments for connected? Yes. Uh, yeah. I, so I'll, I'll give you a, give you one example uh, that's you know less than 24 hours old. Um, <laughs> that's uh, fresh. <laughs> uh, uh, so yesterday, uh, yesterday afternoon, uh, we hosted Michael Yakabachi and Chris Hall from DLA. And Connected Logistics, we are a prime on a large uh, DLA Jets, J6 Enterprise Technology Services IDIQ contract, $6 billion IDIQ. There are about 55 primes, including us as a small business. And Michael Yakabachi is the IDIQ contracting officer uh, based up in Philadelphia. And Chris Hall is the acting director of the Office of Small Business Programs. So as the chair of small business programs for the FCA Belvoir chapter, uh, my role, one of my key roles, is to set up the small business events. And we had a sold-out crowd yesterday. Uh, we had uh, 140 people register. They closed registration, concerned about not enough space. And um, being able to interact with and interface you know, with those individuals and certainly others um, has been fantastic because for me and for, for Connect Logistics, I, I learn you know, what's going on directly from the individuals making the decisions and I've got the information very quickly, and obviously uh, everything's time sensitive in this business. So it's been great. Cool, Katie. You probably have a couple of hundred stories to tell, but but let's begin the end of this segment with what's the importance of networking, and where does AFCA fit in that equation? That's a great question. Uh, the importance of networking. I still, at the end of the day, even though we're in social media and uh, electronic age. People still want to do business with those that they know and those that they feel they can trust. And that trust value, you may have an initial introduction uh, on social media or on texting or on email, but it's that one-on-one -on -one interaction. It's the it being able to not just network, but be able to plan a social event or a philanthropic event that you get to know somebody. And through those efforts, you find out very quickly if you serve in a committee or you have conversations whether or not you want to do business with that person. So you choose where you want to spend your time, but it's an ongoing interview for your next business partner. And um, people uh, get to know who you are, uh, get to know your demeanor and who you represent from not just a personal perspective, but from a professional perspective. And that is how you grow your network, and that's how people start approaching you, asking you to um, partner with them on future opportunities. Cool. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Amtower Off Center on federalnewsradio.com at 1500 AM. We shall return right after this. Welcome back to Amtower Off Center on federalnewsradio.com at 1500 AM. I'm here today with Eric Strauss, Director of Business Development for Connected Logistics, and Katie Helwig, the Director of Small Business Programs for AFCIA. So, Eric, just to wrap up the last segment, your your continued thoughts on networking. Sure. Yes. Uh, so so a couple of points. One, one is, you know, I mentioned Bill Jones, and, and Bill mm -hmm. uh, ultimately uh, invited me to join the board of AFCIA Belvoir and uh, to be in the role of chair of small business programs. And at the time, I really had no idea what that meant or what that would entail. So the first person I called was Katie. Uh, this is, again, almost two years ago. And, and I, I knew Katie from LinkedIn a little bit, and I knew she was the lead for small business programs at FCA International. And I asked Katie, could I come in and we can chat about 
how to do this and how to make this successful. And of course, Katie was um, uh, extremely um, generous with her time and has been every day since then. Uh, lots of support from Katie and from FCA International as a whole. And, and Katie and I sat down and talked about, you know, what is it that connected logistics as a small business and that I, as director of business development for a small business, want to get out of FCA. And that really drove everything that, that I've done with FCA for the last two years. Okay. And when you sat down with them, what was the conversation like? Because you're, you're still building out this program. We are. And so I shared um, lessons learned. Uh, what we for at FC International is trying to do is uh, try new things, um, see what works, see what doesn't, and be able to apply those ideas that work to hand over to the chapters to try to use that and put their spin on it. But one of the things I um, told Eric, and I try to tell all our small business liaisons, really doesn't matter what works here and works for me. It really matters of uh, understand your local culture and what's going to work there. So one of the questions is, when is your free time or your constituency's free time? If it's in the morning, then have a breakfast. If it's at lunch, then have a lunch. If it's after work hours, you know, so know where your target market's uh, availability is. And that is different per region. What works for me may not work for the Belvoir chapter, may not be the same for the Alamo chapter, may not be sa- uh, the same for San Diego. So it's really be in tune with who your target market is and where their needs are. And you start with yourself because if you're working this business and you know what you need, uh, start from within and then work from um, and work outside. Okay. Well, I'm thinking about this. Give me your website and then give me your comment. Uh, of course, yeah. Uh, website uh, for the company is logc2.com, L-O-G, letter C, number two, dot com. Okay. And uh, yeah, uh, <clears throat> great point that, um, that Katie just made. Uh, for the for the small business events, and, and by the way, FCA Belvoir Chapter, we host uh, four to five small business networking events each year. Those are always in the afternoon, late afternoon, usually 4 to 6 p.m. at Fort Belvoir. And one of the reasons we've done it that way historically for many years is uh, there's, there's very little rush at the end of the day for most people, right? As long as you don't need to go pick up kids, uh, you're not rushing back to another meeting, you're not, you know, off to... Uh, to drive somewhere, and that's meant that people often stay, you know, well past 6 p.m., you know, 7, 8 o'clock at night sometimes, and we really appreciate and have seen, uh, not just for the attendees, but for the speakers, they stay, they answer questions, a lot of one-on-one time, uh, direct interaction with decision makers, which is really ultimately uh, the most important thing for many of of the attendees. Well, seeing as I live in Columbia, if I was in Belvoir, uh, at four o'clock, I'd want to stay till eight so <laughs> I could get home easier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hear you. But you know, speaking of that, Katie, um, how many how many chapters are there? We have roughly 140 chapters, and I say roughly because we're just about to <clears throat> bring on a new chapter uh, next week, uh, and they're worldwide. So uh, most of the businesses here in uh, the capital region or the Northeast. Uh, but we have chapters in South America, Portugal, Germany, uh, Jordan. Uh, so they're pr- they are all over the world. Texas, California. Texas, California, mm-hmm. Colorado Springs. Uh, it's uh, Dayton, Ohio. 
uh, St. Louis, pretty much if there is a government customer that's doing work, there is an FCA chapter to support that work. one in Denver? We do not. It, right, the closest one is the Rocky Mountain chapter that covers that area right now. Okay, and so that's a little north? Um, so it's about 90 miles yeah. from Colorado Springs. Yeah, that's what I figured. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, DFC, you know, mm-hmm. maybe they could benefit. So, uh, and they can find, you know, org. go there, look for the chapter link, and you can find out stuff. And if you're just looking for networking, do what I did with my client, you know, mm-hmm. go and, and see who the uh, the board members are. And if these are the people you need to uh, to meet with, and consider, this is the tip of the iceberg. These are just the people who are the most active volunteers. It doesn't ma- mean that they're alone out there. Absolutely. And what's really nice on the website, www.afcea.org, that if you do look under the chapters, it's a great search tool. I don't know if you know this, Eric, um, that if your focus is on the Army, for instance, you can put in the search bar Army and all of the chapters that support Army uh, initiatives will show up. So that you get that shortened list. If you're focused on the Air Force, you can do the same thing. Homeland Security, you know, uh, cyber. You can put those keyword searches in, and it will identify the pockets of FCA chapters that has a focus so that you can align your business development strategy with the chapters that will support that initiative. Well, you know, as a, a consultant and as a speaker, I can tell you that the uh, the DHS event that I spoke at uh, this has to be four years or so mm-hmm. ago now, uh, down at the Reagan Center, was the most productive for me as far as getting clients mm-hmm. because I walked out of there with about 75 business cards and ended up with 10 gigs. Mm-hmm. So um, not bad. Wow, that's fantastic. So, yeah. so if you're a consultant, it's more than worth your time as well. That's what we try to do with FCA is for our members mm-hmm. is to create visibility. And that's through your volunteerism, it's through um, supporting the efforts, and it is the, I guess, the end result is visibility, you get credibility, and then people want to work with you, and that's how you can grow your business. It is. And, and, you know, again, you know, the, the, you know, I do a lot on LinkedIn, we know this, Mm -hmm. Um, but I need to get out to see people on a regular basis. And I'm, I'm, you know, because I live in Columbia, there's not a lot of uh, this type of activity the same way there is in Northern Virginia or even in DC. So I'm in DC for the show once a week, but I'm not here at any particular regular time. Um, and uh, Northern Virginia, going to Northern Virginia is, is not a treat for me mm-hmm. either. So uh, then you need to go to FC at Bethesda. I think the one that you saw in email was the Law Enforcement Day, which is going on today and tomorrow, which is sold out as well. So yeah. they were back-to-back sellouts. Um, FCA Aberdeen is close by, FCA Central Maryland. Ab- so, Aberdeen focuses on a particular thing. Central Maryland is Fort Meade. Fort I don't, Meade. I don't do business. I don't consult with companies in the IC because my kind of marketing is not necessary there. This is where FCA comes in really big. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been to an FCA Central Maryland luncheon over in Greenbelt. There's hundreds of people there. But they don't even wear name badges because if you don't know the people, you ain't gonna. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a great place to network if you do business at the fort. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it also handles DISA, though, Central yeah. Maryland does. Yes, it does. So if you are focused um, on that agency, that still that is... Still the fort. Yeah, yeah, still the fort. But uh, it's IT initiatives, and a lot majority of our focus area is C4 ISR. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's more about understanding uh, who the customer is and what the needs are by listening to the guest speakers and um, being able to find out ultimately what the underlying problem is so that you can decide whether or not your company has a solution either now or when it comes to either come on contract or recompete 12 to 18 months from now to try to find out who your team is so that you can be well positioned to be competitive. See, cool. See, if I can add to that, Katie, uh, Katie that's, that's actually a really good point about how uh, many of the FCA chapters focus on different areas within the government. So FCA Belvoir, for example, the chapter uh, that I'm most involved with, we are primarily focused on the Army and within the Army uh, PEOEIS community. Uh, but we also uh, focus on and work with DITRA, Defense Threat Reduction Agency, DLA, Defense Logistics Agency, and a number of other tenants at Fort Belvoir and in the Fort Belvoir area. Now, that's a very different experience from someone that's going to attend an FCA Bethesda uh, who may be interested in in the health defense health, human services, yeah, human services mm-hmm. space, or someone who's going to attend um, FC Inova, uh, who may be more interested in Air Force or Navy, et cetera. Uh, and, and probably the, the biggest tip I could provide for someone who is thinking about getting involved in FCA but has no idea where to start is call up someone or find out on the website, on the FCA.org uh, website, Find out what chapters are going to be best aligned with your focus area, and that's going to give you the 70% head start. Yep. I'll even say, call us up, and we have a team of three, but we're a mighty three. We call ourselves Dot Connectors. If we understand what your uh, strategic plan is, or if you don't know it yourself, and uh, we can have a conversation, we can help connect the dots with you and guide you in, you know, if you are uh, Army in this area, perhaps this chapter, that chapter, and the other chapter may be valuable, and we'll help you create that um, executable plan based on what your growth goals and your business development um, strategy is. Cool. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Amtower Off Center on federalnewsradio.com and 1500 AM. We shall return after this. Welcome back to Amtower Off Center on federalnewsradio.com and 1500 AM. I'm Mark Amtower. I'm here with Katie Helwig, Director of Small Business Programs at AFSEA, and Eric Strauss, Director of Business Development for Connected Logistics. And, uh, you know, you mentioned the, the, uh, uh, you're with Belvoir. You guys invited me to speak at the uh, uh, Belvoir PEOEIS conference, um, and and I loved it. Not for the fact that I have an overflow room, because I'm up against guys who are literally saying, "Here's how I'm going to spend a couple of billion dollars," and here's Mark over here saying, "Here's how you lo- use LinkedIn." Um, <laughs> had a nice crowd, <clears throat> made some good connections, got a couple of deals out of it so very happy that's good but um you know here's the thing i'm parking that morning at national harbor and in the parking lot a block and a half away i hear hey am tower what are you doing here and you know as, as we're walking up to the hotel i see carrie bandler you know i walk into the hotel and i start to see you know 10 15 20 other people that i know 
And, um, you know, we're, we're talking about now. I don't get out a lot. Um, so it's, it's really fun for me to be somewhere like that. And how many people did you guys end up having there? Yeah, we, we had phenomenal attendance, especially for an event that we hadn't hosted in the last couple of years. Uh, this, was, this was actually the 12th time we'd done this. It was called FCA Belvoir Industry Days. It was held at the Gaylord uh, National Hotel, National Harbor, and uh, had over 1,000 people. Um, but more important from my perspective than the number of people were, the, like you're talking about, uh, the, the connections and the, and the people. And from, from my perspective, both involved in the FCA Belvoir Board and Connected Logistics, the, the people that were there were exactly the kind of people, the type of people that I wanted to see, to talk to, to get a hold of, you know, people that, that I hadn't, you know, taken time to set up a meeting with. But all I needed was two minutes in the hallway. Hey, you know, I just saw this opportunity come out. You know, let's talk about that. Let's put together a team. Those types of discussions, phenomenal. We had, um, in addition to the 1,000 attendees, we had uh, over 100 booths. And we raised, uh, through that event and other events throughout the year, we raised over $100,000 uh, that goes back directly to students, uh, primarily in STEM, the STEM education field, uh, in the Fort Belvoir area in, for scholarships. And those are scholarships uh, that we're going to be giving out, again, over $100,000 later this month at a luncheon. How cool is that? So, um, and AFSIA International has slight philanthropic leanings as well. We do. We actually have um, AFSIA Educational Foundation where our members and uh, donate uh, to help the STEM education. We're also focusing on national um, awareness in STEM to help teachers to get uh, the tools and uh, education that they need to get our youngest generation excited about science and to be able to um, mentor early on to be able to feed the uh, the next generation in either cybersecurity, edu- engineering, math, and science. Cool. So um, one of the other thing, one of the other things among the many things, and this is why AFCA stays on my radar, um, are are the number of events that you guys put on, not just the chapter events, but those driven by uh, AFCA International. Uh, so I mean, um, you have one in my neighborhood coming up uh, the fifteenth and seventeenth of May. Yes, um, Defense Cyber Operations, Defensive Cyber Operations Symposium, uh, where we uh, partner with uh, DISA and other agencies in focusing on the forecast, the 12, 18, 24-month forecast, so that industry and government knows what the strategic direction is and be able to network as well as the exhibits to see what sort of innovation solutions and um, opportunities are out there to service either an immediate need or a possibility to fill that hole that you may have um, with what your capabilities are to have the opportunity to partner and um, get together for uh, to go after a certain opportunity. Cool. See, to, to add to that, that's that's one of the things I really like about FCA. Thinking about you know how how FCA International. And the chapters work together. There are certain events that are they're hosted by and driven by FC International, but the vast majority of events are are really uh, you know ground up, bottoms up. Uh, they're identified by the speakers are identified by. They're hosted by 
the chapters. And that, that really allows, you know, the chapter at Fort Belvoir uh, to do something that's going to be, you know, that drive the most ROI for the attendees at Fort Belvoir that could be 180 degrees different from something happening even, you know, across the Potomac. Fort Meade is its own different world anyway right. for a variety of reasons. Uh, is AFCA Central Maryland involved in that one? Absolutely. And to a lot of our uh, volunteers, because uh, we, so for FC International or FC as a whole, even though we have over 32,000 members, we only have 50 people on the payroll. So in order to do these events that pretty much you could go to an FC event every day of the week, if you so chose, uh, it is all run by volunteers. So we have a very small staff uh, in order to make anything run, both at the chapter international levels, that we rely on our volunteers to participate and try to provide them the visibility when they do so. Yeah, and go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to add to that, and, and Katie has more details, but uh, the FCA International Calendar, which I believe is ex- uh, accessible, publicly accessible mm-hmm. to anyone from FCA.org. Uh, but if you're interested in, you know, what events may be taking place in my neck of the woods, you can go and you can easily drill down by day or by type of event or by location. Okay. What I was going to emphasize was the 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 level of volunteerism in, I guess, in the chapters and the events, because I think except for when I spoke out at AFCEA uh, Central International, uh, it was you, and maybe it was a volunteer there, too, because it may Had have been be. Carrie's wife that invited me to speak It did, mm-hmm. at the Small Business Committee. Yeah. And because of you, because you <clears throat> came in uh, generous, because you're from Columbia, and you had to come all the way to Fairfax, uh, to talk about LinkedIn strategy, and that was two years ago, April 2016, yeah. Um, from there, I pretty much your presentation uh, from the get-go, I had about 150 LinkedIn users and took your uh, advice to heart and have stayed the course, uh, now have a very focused and targeted um, LinkedIn network of over 2,000 that in both government and small businesses and industry and um, military to uh, get our word out, not just about um, FCA, but what you recommended is be content driven. Know what you want to say and be open to how you want to say it. And so I thank you for that. And I, I tout everybody is like, if you want to understand how to use that to leverage your business or leverage your visibility, uh, talk to Mark. Well, thank you. But my, my point was, you know, every time I get invited to an FCA thing, it's a volunteer who's mm-hmm. asking me. So, um, you know, how, how do you, how do you come up with the ideas and let's, let's, let's focus on Belvoir here for a second. You say you have speaker series six times a year. How do you figure out what topics are most germane for whoever is going to be attending? Yeah. uh, Great question. So we, we have a board, uh, the FCA Belvoir chapter board, uh, it's comprised of about a dozen individuals, uh, including Bill Jones and James, uh, James Evans, our president and executive vice president. They have both, and frankly, many of the board members have been involved for many, many years. Uh, so we always start uh, during the summer uh, planning for you know the next twelve months and looking at you know what worked well, what didn't work so well last year, what events were really well attended, what events you know we need to improve. Um, you know, are there challenges with the location? Are there challenges with the time of day, et cetera? Uh, and we've got uh, Marilyn Moisey. 
uh, who Mark, you know. Yep, yep. She invited me to Belvoir. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So Marilyn is responsible for our luncheon series, and that's that's really our our, our primary. You know, regularly scheduled events are those luncheons. We do about eight or nine luncheons per year, uh, essentially. You know, throughout the the school year, typical school year, and um, we we have great speakers. People like uh, Bob Foster uh, from DLA, uh, Defense Logistics Agency. Um, uh, people from PEOEIS. We have a lot of the the colonels and 06 level folks talking about things that are really important to, in this case, the Army and the Army ERP programs. Uh, Miss uh, Cherie Smith uh, from she is uh, PEOEIS. She spoke at the FCA Belvoir Industry Days event. So uh, great speakers. They they'd really drive a lot of the content. Uh, and then we also host, of course, you know the the annual event. And we have two golf uh, golf tournaments a year: a fall and spring golf tournament, which uh, collectively raise a lot of the money that we raise for scholarships and the small business events. And then finally, we do uh, every December we do a holiday party, uh, which is uh, an opportunity for people to relax a little bit more. There's there's no content per se, uh, but it's just uh, relaxing before uh, things kick off again in January. There you go. So uh, we're going to take a break. You're listening to Amtower Off Center on federalnewsradio.com at 1500 AM. We shall return right after this. Welcome back to Amtower Off Center on federalnewsradio.com at 1500 AM. I'm Mark Amtower. I'm here today with Katie Helwig, the Director of Small Business Programs, and we're not done talking about that, for FCA, and Eric Strauss, Director of Business Development for Connected Logistics. What does Connected Logistics do? Another another great question. So Connected Logistics, um, we've been around, as I mentioned earlier, about 11 years, and our founder and CEO, uh, Forrest Burke, retired uh, as a lieutenant colonel from the Army back in 2007. And he came out of the Army G4, which is the uh, chief uh, chief staff for logistics. Uh, specifically, Forrest was the G46 in one of his final roles. And that role is essentially the chief technology officer for G4 and for Army logistics. So um, he he was very very focused on you know wanting to continue to serve but in a different capacity. Uh, started connected logistics, uh, started uh, working with a lot of the PEOEIS programs, and over the years uh, we've supported uh, more than fifteen uh, different PEOEIS programs, primarily in the ERP space, enterprise resource planning, uh, and what we really like to get our hands dirty with is or are. Uh, programs that uh, directly or indirectly affect the entire Army and soldiers and civilians. Two quick examples of that. One is Army Enterprise Service Desk. Uh, For about eight years, uh, we ran the program management office for Army Enterprise Service Desk. So this is an entity within within the Army and within PEOEIS that uh, handles about 1.2 million tickets, help desk tickets a year, uh, and supports about 2.5 million people. So we weren't the company that picked up the phone when someone called uh, the 800-888 number, uh, but we were the company that made sure that uh, w- working with the mission support contractor made sure that everything you know was done according to plan and that the acquisition strategy was set and uh, that everyone you know got their their tickets closed. Um, another uh, large project uh, for the last three and a half years, we've been supporting pr- uh, providing technical management support services to the Army ERP programs, GFIBs and ASIP, which are the Army's uh, financial and logistics ERP systems. Um, we, we do uh, IV&V work, independent validation verification, 
We work very closely with the uh, system integrators for those contracts. We provide cybersecurity support. Uh, we provide a lot of uh, technical assistance, Windows engineering, a whole lot of things, uh, primarily, again, PEOEIS and DLA. Okay. And Katie, I want to uh, go back to to the events because uh, when we were putting together the ideas to talk about here, you sent me a list of events, and and I, I, I want to go over each. Uh, I want to make fun of one, but <laughs> oh, for different reasons. But Shark Tank, yes. tell me about this. So uh, we're stealing a great idea from the FC at DC chapter who does this Cyber Shark Tank three episodes to follow up their annual um, cybersecurity summit. And the brain's child, uh, the person who's behind it, is Barbara Bridges from Empower Cyber. We have borrowed her. We've borrowed her to help us stand up a small business innovation shark tank to help us lead into our very first all-day small business innovation summit that's coming up on July 26th. So in essence, it is uh, a panel of judges, uh, and because it's small business, the judges are, some are uh, focused on um, artificial intelligence, uh, IT area, um, that we have venture capitalists, we have um, uh, the former Coast Guard CISO that has uh, uh, great mentorship and um, opportunities to have a conversation and to understand the technology, uh, as well as large um, primes. Actually, Bill Jones said he would do a couple of them um, coming up so from the Belvoir chapter. So I got him yesterday. Cool. And uh, the small businesses, it's a way to gain visibility. It's live streamed on cybersecuritytv.net. Uh, they have the opportunity not only to pitch their um, idea or concept for five minutes, they get five minutes of comments from industry experts. Um, they get to see um, the visibility is live streamed, but also there's a link for up to 12 months that they can put on their website. They can refer to it when they're talking to a government customer or for um, a systems integrator, and it will great um, create great visibility for them. Winners of each episode um, get to choose to present live at the cyber, at this uh, innovation summit in July, and the audience gets to choose the winners. So uh, that piece um, is interesting. I will tell you, we're getting phone calls not just from um, system integrators; we're getting phone calls from the government. Uh, Air Force AF Works called me to understand a little bit more of the innovation summit and how they might be able to be a part of it. Uh, and I should find out this afternoon what how they can play. So I'm really excited about that, um, as well as the other small business directors from various government agencies have promised to tune in. So I think it'll be great visibility for our small business corporate members. Just two hundred dollars to be a participant. You just have to be an FC, a corporate member, to be eligible. Cool. So. You do some stuff with uh, George Mason on critical issues in C4I. Uh, I was going to make fun of it because I don't teach at Mason. I teach at George Washington <laughs> University. Um, so you should you should move up, but <laughs> we won't go there. <laughs> That's a very high-tech um, conversation with our technology committee and those who are focused on um, the next 5, 10, 15 years um, in the IT realm. Okay. It's and, a way over my head. Yeah, I'll be I mean, GM, don't get me wrong. GMU does some pretty cool stuff, <laughs> um, and and you have the classified cyber forum. I mean, is that one of your events where you have to be cleared to attend? 
Yes, you do. And I'll tell you, uh, it, it, it can be a barrier for some. However, if you really want to understand the underlying problem, those classified events is a great venue if you can get in because there are certain things that you may have to make an assumption for if you're particularly if you're putting in a proposal that you can't ask or if it's in a classified setting. These are really great venues to be able to really peel back the onion and understand what the underlying issue is so that you can propose the right solution moving forward. And uh, we don't have time for all of them, but I definitely want you to flesh out a little bit on the Small Biz Innovation Summit coming Mm -hmm. up in July. So uh, where in Vienna is that going to be? It's going to be at the Sheraton Tysons in Vienna. Okay. And uh, it's going to be, we're focusing. Yes. (laughs) We are focusing on uh, the pain point that um, the uh, government has identified that they really want to bring innovative solutions into the government sector. Uh, and they want to bring uh, commercial uh, innovation into the government sector. But with the issues of the procurement process, within the issues of uh, security clearance and such, they just have asked. They just don't know how to do it. So this summit is a conversation. It's a conversation between government and industry and the innovation that's out there to uh, not only uh, inform our small businesses of what sort of streamlined procurement opportunities are out there, like OTAs, other transaction authorities, some of these um, Air Force um, you know, STTRs or Air Force Works or uh, DHS SNT or some of those that are associated with a consortium um, to be able to um, get con- uh, innovative solutions on contract faster. There's a whole lot out there, and we're trying to bring all that information in so someone can go on for one day and get kind of a high-level overview and pick and choose which ones seem to be most appropriate for uh, for their small business and um, for the solutions that they provide. Very cool. I want to thank you both for coming in because I know driving down to the studio isn't always the easiest thing to do. Uh, my guests today have been Katie Helwig, the Director of Small Business Programs for AFCEA. You can find AFCEA at afcea.org. And Eric Strauss, Director of Business Development for Connected Logistics. And you can find them at logc2.com. And uh, as Katie mentioned, I do I do advise a lot of people on LinkedIn. Now that I'm done with my census, I can tell you that there are more than two million feds on LinkedIn. So if you aren't using this to your advantage, you better give me a call. Uh, drop me a line at mark at federaldirect.net. And thank you very much for listening to Amtower Off Center. You've been listening to Amtower Off Center, sponsored by General Dynamics Information Technology. If you missed any part of this program, you can hear the entire show or any of our weekly programs anytime at federalnewsradio.com. Amtower Off Center, only on Federal News Radio 1500 AM and federalnewsradio.com.